0: This is a new dimension in sound. You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life.
1: We actually set up with our guides and our higher self a pre-birth contract that includes guides that that agree that they would like to work with us through the duration of our life. Some of us have guides that are with us at different pieces of time. Some of us have guides that, you know, you come in with a certain couple, three, four guides, and that's who stays with you. Any way you want to look at it, at all times in everybody's life, everybody on the planet, doesn't matter what religion, who you are, what background, the truth of it is, is everybody has a number of guides that are with them. The reason I bring that up is because much of your inner guidance is coming from them. Inner guidance comes from our higher self, our higher self sends nudgings and urges, and our guides also do, sometimes our guides do more than our um, higher self because sometimes our higher self is lost in the same issue that we are and that's why they bring in guides if our higher self wasn't lost in certain issues we probably wouldn't need the guides because our higher self could pretty much handle it but we're actually here on behalf of our guides to uh, get through certain lessons and get through certain challenges and so our guides will come in and help nudge us sometimes where our higher self is off and give us inner guidance to help us go in the right directions in our lives.
2: I like to think of each one of us as an individual unit of God, a cell of God. And so there's this group effort to evolve God. One of the strongest characteristics of God is evolution. It's, it's, it's just solid there. And so we have a team effort that orchestrates Our life, and before we're born, all the agreements are made. What do we want to accomplish this lifetime? Uh, how does this, how do we want this soul to grow? And the particular soul makes the agreement, their team makes an agreement, and then they go to make a lifetime happen, hopefully successful, to evolve another aspect of the body of God, which each one of us, so to speak, are.
1: You know, many of you listening are already aware of some of these things that we're saying, and so it's sort of like, well, yeah, I know about that, but how do I know when I'm getting inner guidance, or how do I know how to get inner guidance? And to that end, we have a guest today who's written the book, uh, The Power of Inner Guidance, Seven Steps to Tune In and Turn On, and we've brought her here so that we can get her take on how to help you Uh, get in touch with your inner power inner guidance so i welcome to the show pam garcy phd how you doing i'm fine thank you thank you so much for welcoming me you're welcome busy gal over there huh it can be busy sometimes yes (laughs) so how are you guys doing we're doing good so um I noticed a couple of um you had on page 17, well, you had 16 and 17, you have a number of different ways to describe inner guidance, but a couple of them really grabbed me. One of them was feeling pulled in a certain direction and only feeling congruent or at peace with yourself when you follow this direction. Boy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do I know that feeling. You too, Keith, huh? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about that a little?
0: Sure. Well, uh I, I also know that feeling. It's, it's um it, it really is wonderful that we have this uh wonderful self correcting ability in a way, this this mechanism within us that if we are if we allow ourselves to tap into it we can really um, get on course in a lot of ways without um, having to, to work as hard as we might think, mm-hmm. if we would just listen to that sense of congruence in ourselves. And I know that for myself that <clears throat> there have been different points where I just felt like I was off course, and when I paid attention to that and corrected, it just made all the difference.
2: Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like an inner knowing. Uh, something bothers you if you go this way, but if you go this way, it feel, feels really good, and you just keep following that, huh?
0: Exactly. I think I think that's one of the. To me, that is a form of inner guidance. Is that um, that feeling? And people can experience inner guidance in so many different ways. But that is such a strong one for so many people. And it's it's cool that you also, you know, relate to that with your own profession. I know you all the choices that you all have made as well. Yeah. Reflect that knowledge.
1: You're you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Pam Garci, author of The Power of Inner Guidance. You know, you made another good point on the next page, Pam, where you talk about that... um, Sometimes we can become self centered and unethical, and we want to think that uh, all guidance should be easy, but really uh, it isn't necessarily always easy.
0: Yes, I mean, sometimes uh, we like to justify um, poor choices by saying, oh, well, this is what makes me happy.
1: You know? <laughs> That's, <right. laughs>
2: That's good.
1: That's right. And so, I, it's nice that you called it a, a poor choice because it's not may, maybe not the challenging choice, uh, but it doesn't take you anywhere.
0: Right. I think it maybe it, it's giving you um, short-range happiness. Yeah. But not the long-range fulfillment that yes. is really more valuable. I think. Yep.
2: Um
0: So yeah. So it's I think it's important for us to strive for um, really looking at at a situation in a way where we're going to be ethical in our choices.
2: So short-range happiness can oftentimes short out our long-range gain.
0: Yes, and I I believe that when we really are in tune with the inner guidance that we are able to receive that um, it's usually pushing us in the direction of more of a long-range type of fulfillment and happiness rather than just a quick, short fix.
2: And they say that anything... That's worth anything. takes time and effort and and development to build it. It's just not a quick and and look at this incredible thing that happened. It's usually not that way.
0: That's true. I think most of the stories of success that you hear are um, usually preceded by a lot of effort and perseverance, persistence, elbow grease, those sorts of things. Right. You know. Um, you know. Obviously. I think if you are, if we go back to that feeling of congruence, if you are really following the path that you feel congruent upon, sometimes, you know, you're going to be making those sacrifices, but somehow they're a little bit easier to make because it's consistent with your purpose.
1: You know, I really liked what you said in here, Pam, about, um, you know, resistance and frustration can't always be avoided i mean some of these paths that we have to go down there's a learning curve and there is frustration and the only way we're going to really uh evolve is through an amount of struggle and we're in such a society these days don't you think of everybody wants to save everybody frustration and everybody wants it to be easy
0: (laughs) right well we're sort of the uh I, I kind of look at it as the microwave generation in some ways, you know, want everything quick and easy and fast and um you know, sometimes we just need to take a slow cooker approach.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, they so, say the microwave scrambles everything. So yeah. <laughs> you get it quick and easy, but everything's scrambled.
1: And yeah. actually it actually kills That's the food. Point, huh? Right, it kills yeah. food. It's like the worst way to eat food is through a microwave. I
0: know. I mean, it's funny how uh, what we learn about some of the fast things that we have that, that they end up ultimately not being so healthy for us a lot of the time.
1: You're yes. right. Yes, after we've been mm-hmm. around and watched it for a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me the difference between
2: what you're talking about and what I'm about to say. Okay. I knew this guy that um, he stole, and, and he was caught and, and asked, why did you steal? And he says, well, I was doing my truth. So you're recommending? Are you recommending that or something different? Is he is he, on he a said di- he
0: was doing his truth. Yeah, that's so right. In other words, that was his purpose in life was to steal.
1: It wasn't his purpose in life, but he felt justified in stealing because it was his truth, and so it was okay that he was stealing because he was mm-hmm. following his truth. Is, oh,
2: that, okay. is that the same thing you're saying?
0: No. <laughs> in a word, no. You're <laughs> safe. Can we just end it right there? Uh, no, but it. I mean, well, for a lot of reasons, um, you know, obviously stealing is a very low-level type of behavior because you're only gratifying yourself and you're hurting other people in the process. Right. And I really think it's really important that as we make choices that we look at you know are these decisions that we're making are are we doing it in a way that's going to harm anyone else in the right. process? Um, i I really think that's important because sometimes we'll get guidance to go in a certain direction and then we need to decide how we're going to conduct our behavior as we go in that direction. and right. we have all sorts of options if we stop and take a look often
2: so So this guy was coming from his ego, not from his higher capacity, I guess perfect way to say it so, yeah so he was true to his ego but he wasn't true to his higher capacity so he didn't look far enough to actually put all the pieces together i'm not only doing something that's true for myself but as i look better it works in life constructively all the way around
0: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah something like that
0: yeah that, that's exactly right it, it's gratifying an ego need and not looking at you know, the, the total picture that he's also a part of the world, you know, and, yeah. and he hurts the world, he hurts himself, actually, so that's the long term.
2: That's the reason why not to get uh, consumed in our ego and try to go past that is because actually when we do ego, ego by its nature uh, is damaging to those around us and ultimately to ourselves because you reap what you sow.
0: I mean, it's important for us to just really look at look at the whole picture and you're right you know you end up reaping what you sow down the road in some ways you know it may not be in a direct way that you can say oh you know okay well you might look at someone who stole and they got away with it and you might think oh well they stole they got away with it so they didn't reap what they sowed but you know you're not you might not see the overall picture of what that's leading to 10 years down the road an ongoing pattern of that, what that's going to do to that
2: person. That's right. And I notice uh, it's a different slate for different people. Like one person will get away with stealing. We could pick any kind of uh, uh, sin or off-balance thing, but one person could get away with this sin or off-balance or ego thing, and they get away with it their whole life. But, you know, maybe next life or whatever it comes to get them, and another person they do it once and they're nabbed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a different time scale, which I think is part of the the scheme of this earth school to make it not so obvious that you do this and this is what happens. But there's a, a slippage of uh, deception that uh, is given a chance to challenge us until we have our own honor and our own insightfulness go, well, this isn't right, or this doesn't work, and so we're going to stop it even before we get all the evidence that you do it and you get caught every time.
0: Right. That's that's really an interesting point of view. I like that, yeah. That that um, makes a lot of sense to think of it as, you know, it's different for different people and it's all part of our individual evolution as well as, yep. you know, overall, you know, universal changes.
1: <laughs> yep, you're right. We've got to take a break here in a moment, but I like also these uh, forms of uh, inner guidance, being drawn to focal messages, aspects of conversation, objects or images that seem to fulfill, confirm, or reaffirm an idea. I think that's also right on, and we'll talk more when we come back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Ember, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Pam Garcy, Ph.D., author of The Power of Inner Guidance, Seven Steps to Tune In and Turn On, and we'll have more when we come back. Stay with us.